It's episode nine of the Belleville Sins podcast on the Belleville Sins Entertainment Network. Happy New Year, Belleville Sins fans. Sins with a pretty good finish to 2023. Uh, We'll recap the last handful of games of the calendar year for you, and we'll get you set for the first stretch of games of 2024, all three of them against the Manitoba Moose, the AHL affiliate of the Winnipeg Jets, and the Sense will uh, hit the road to Manitoba here this week and then welcome the Moose for one of just three home games this month. Next week, David Foote and Brock Ormond here with you. We'll uh, hear this uh, episode from now general manager, no longer interim general manager, general manager and president of hockey operations of the Ottawa Senators, Steve Steos. Uh, he'll be our feature guest, uh, replaying a chat with him from last week. And uh, again, we'll get you uh, all caught up on the latest news, notes, and info surrounding your favorite American Hockey League club. Uh, before we get going, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. Toss us a rating and a review, and uh, make sure to not miss an episode. Uh, what's going on, Brock? Uh, Happy New Year. Same to you, David. Uh, nice to be back uh, in the booth and chatting all things Belleville Sens. Uh, they're on a pretty good roll as of late. Uh, ended 2023 with four straight victories and uh, three of them over a big-time opponent in the Toronto Marley. So that's always uh, a good uh, news item to talk about. And now they go to, to uh, Manitoba with uh, some newfound confidence. And uh, the farm team, the Winnipeg Jets, the Manitoba Moose, a team that's already taken one victory away from Belleville this year at the CAA Arena. So uh, very excited to see what this Belleville Sens team can do in 2024 currently sitting uh, third in the AHL's North Division yeah the highest they've been I think since the first month or so uh, of the season uh, jumping over the Toronto Marlies thanks to those three victories that you mentioned Uh, let's recap that action uh, that ended uh, the calendar year and uh, just a note that if you hear a little bit of uh, action in behind us uh, it's because our open practice is underway a bunch of sense fans here uh, watching the boys go through their paces before hitting the road so you'll hear a little bit of that uh, ambient sound uh, over the uh, the course of the recording of this episode um, yeah you, you mentioned four wins in a row uh, to to finish the year uh, before that a 5-1 loss to Wilkesbury Scranton here at home we maybe don't need to get too much into that game uh, on December 21st uh, let's just focus on the positives and um, that is again the fact that uh, Belleville has won four in a row three of them against the Toronto Marlies they pick up another win on Boxing Day which seems to almost be easy at this point, uh, before we drill down into some specifics, Brock, um, what do you think has been making the difference for Belleville uh, over this recent stretch as compared to maybe a couple weeks ago? Well, some stability is the key right there. And uh, guys like Roby Yarventi in the lineup and consistently putting up points, which is what you need at this stage of the year. And the uh, the uh, Belleville Sens just keep finding a way, and that's the big thing, uh, especially against the Toronto Marlies. Uh, team that has always been a thorn in Belleville's side. They always get great crowds here at CAA Arena. Ditto down in Toronto. And uh, especially that Boxing Day win, that was uh, something special of being at the uh, Scotiabank Arena, home of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and taking away a uh, big victory. But that's the thing is the key, just, uh, the key to winning is the stability and also a good uh, paying attention to detail. And Dave Bell said uh, defensively that the team needs to buckle down, tighten up a little bit. And they have. They really have. They've only allowed... Uh, eight goals in the last four games. So that's uh, very impressive against a team that can score in the Toronto Marlies. Uh, Laval, not as much of a scoring team, but they are are definitely a group that can uh, spark when they need to. And Belleville just finds a way to 
uh, lock them down and play such steady defense that it uh, causes a lot of frustration. Goaltending's been great as well. We've talked about Kevin Mandelazy and Mad Sogard. Mandelazy, especially after a bit of a rocky start, has found his way back again. So uh, that all culminates in uh, what's been a pretty successful last couple of weeks for Belleville. Yeah, and uh, the defense, it's so important. Um, I mean, obviously, right? The, the old expression is defense wins championships, and uh, you can't be successful without good defense. But uh, let's be honest about the Belleville Senators' offense. It doesn't fire as uh, powerfully as maybe some of the other clubs in the league, not to say there aren't guys who uh, can't score on this team, but uh, the goals against uh, has been lower than the, the goals for as it should be, but... Um, the number has been better, I think, in terms of the team defense that the Belleville Sens are playing. They have to play good defense to kind of offset where the uh, the offense kind of falls short sometimes. And, uh, again, I have to drill down on the exact numbers, but it seems like four is kind of the magic number. If the Belleville Sens can score more than four goals, they tend to win the game, and they've been doing that a lot more frequently. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, again, got guys like Yarventi, got guys like, uh, Cole Reinhardt scoring an overtime winner too, only his third of the year, but he finds a way. It's just, it's, it's just incredible. Uh, and Belleville's showing a lot of uh, guts too, uh, coming back from Toronto as well. Uh, down two nothing, going in the third, they score twice and then win it no T thanks to Reinhardt. And when he goes, usually the Belleville sends go, uh, which is kind of funny to say, given that he's only scored three goals this year. But uh, it, it's just all the other intangibles that come with it: the uh, the penalty killing, uh, the defensive stick work, and just uh, being a good teammate, and that's uh, everything that comes together to make a great player. So uh, you got guys like him that can contribute. Igor Sokolov's finding his way, and they're doing this all without Angus Crookshank, too, who is up in uh, Ottawa playing for the, the NHL Senators, which is uh, very impressive considering he was their team's leading scorer going into uh, his stint up at Ottawa. So uh, it's all about next man up, and Coach Bell's talked about that the whole year. He's got to be next man up, treat it like... Uh, any other game, and, and, and you'll be successful. And Belleville uh, definitely has gotten contributions from all all the way through the lineup, which has been uh, basically the key to their success. Yeah, you mentioned Roby Arvetti on a, another point streak. Matt Highmore has been chipping in uh, pretty regularly now. Garrett Pilon has uh, overtaken um, Angus Crookshank atop the team scoring lead along with Max Gannett. So the offense is coming. It's been a little bit of a slow build, but it's getting there. And coupled with that strong defense that the Senators have been playing all season long, that is why we're seeing these results of late. Again, uh, a loss to Wilkesbury Scranton on December 21st and then a 4-3 win uh, against the uh, Toronto Marlins. Marley's here in Belleville. Uh, Tyler Boucher scoring his first pro goal. Um, that's a, a story that's been um, relatively quiet. Uh, the fact that he's worked his way back and is now playing consistently and, and starting to contribute a little bit. Um, Belleville then uh, heading to Toronto on Boxing Day. We mentioned the Boxing Day Classic. Uh, Sens are now 5-1 and one on Boxing Day uh, in the big rink in Toronto and just continue to spoil the holiday for their provincial rivals. Uh, they come back here on uh, December 28th. They beat Laval 4-1 in a pretty um, pretty well full team effort. Uh, there wasn't much to uh, to sniff uh, poorly about in, in that win. And then uh, a little bit of a tighter you know, comeback affair in Toronto to round out the new year, a 3-2 win, as you mentioned, with Cole Reinhardt uh, picking up the uh, overtime winning goal after the Sens tied the game uh, with a couple of goals in the third period. So um, I think the one thing we're learning about this team uh, and that's being kind of solidified from our early season uh, thoughts is uh, just the uh, uh, 
the no-quitness, if you want to put it that way, the effort level, uh, the compete, the uh, mindset that this group brings every night. I mean, they go down 2 nothing early to a team like the Toronto Marlies on the road, and it doesn't seem to phase them. They come back in the third period, they win the game. And um, these are experiences that I think your team needs to go through uh, when we talk about development and, and making players better and stronger mentally. Uh, it's all going to pay dividends down the road, and even more so when you can weather those storms and, and pick up victories. Yeah, that's right. And Dave Bell has uh, now started to finally put the system he wants in place as a head coach, too, after taking over for Troy Mann late last season. And that, I think, has uh, paid much bigger dividends than most people realize because uh, it's tough when you switch coaches. Sometimes you get that, as they say, new coach boost uh, or bump that uh, comes with a new guy coming in. And, and uh, Bell did a good job in getting his team to 500 by the end of last season. But now, as uh, the calendar turns over to 2024, you can really start to see what he has uh, wanted to put in place. It's starting to, to bear fruit now. And uh, that's been uh, the big difference as to why Belleville is sitting uh, in a good spot right now in the North Division, but still very much uh, jam-packed. So Belleville can't afford to rest in its laurels and can't get complacent because it's going to be a, uh, a tight finish for sure in the next uh, couple of months. But, uh, yeah, that's absolutely uh, the case is, is how the teams come together. Uh, full team effort, Dave Bell said on uh, Thursday as well, against Laval Rockets. So it's uh, you need those kinds of games. You need everybody just buying in and, and uh, pulling out uh, all the stops to win, and Belleville's certainly done that. And uh, they've done it, well, I won't say fairly comfortably every game because they had to come back against Toronto. It was a tight game against the Marlies on uh, the Friday before Christmas. But uh, it just seems like it's come a little bit easier to them now that they're uh, finding their way to come through uh, as a full team unit, which is uh, very key and what you need going down the uh, stretch drive and do some pretty important games here. Yeah, uh, let's look at the standings here, uh, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll hear from Steve Steos, the now general manager of the Ottawa Senators and president of Hockey Ops. He was the interim GM when he chatted uh, with us last week. Uh, you, you mentioned how tight they are, and, and the North Division always is, and the Belleville Sens are right in the middle of the pack right now in third place. Again, a reminder, the top five teams of seven make the playoffs. Um, five and – sorry, four and five play a best-of-three series. One, two, three, move on to the – official first round of the playoffs uh, number one will meet the winner of that 4-5 uh, series and then two and three will play each other so to pull the old if the playoffs started today which is you know there's still 40 plus games left but Belleville would play the Syracuse Crunch in round number one if the playoffs started today. Uh, but here's how the North Division standings look. Cleveland uh, well atop at 43 points. Uh, again, only 11 points ahead of Belleville, so uh, you can see that the, that gap can shrink pretty quickly, though Belleville doesn't have any head-to-head -head games with the Monsters left. Syracuse in second place. They are at 36 points, so seven points back of first place. And then you've got Belleville at 32 points, so only four points. You know, two victories uh, against Syracuse would put you even with them, and uh, we've got a bunch of games with the Crunch coming up next month. Um, so Belleville in third with 32 points. Toronto and Rochester, fourth and fifth. They each have 31 points. Toronto ahead on their uh, points percentage. Laval has jumped out of the basement. They are in sixth with 27 points. And the Utica Comets are now in uh, seventh place in the division with uh, 24 points. So, uh, again, it's it from... From top to bottom, 43 points at the top, 24 points at the bottom, and then everybody in the middle there is between 36 and 27 points. Um, it's it's going to be tight, and and we're starting to get into more of those divisional games uh, more frequently, and the points are just so, so important. 
And even looking back to the games last week, Brock, that's why it's so crucial not to go to overtime with Toronto for a couple of games. Uh, to put a pretty good beat down on Laval and just pick up these points inside the North Division. Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah, it does kind of hurt to leave uh, a point on the table for Toronto to snatch. But, uh, again, two points is two points. It's a win, and they'll take, especially in comeback fashion too, which is uh, uh, very exciting for the fans that were down there. I know there you said there was a, a bus, at least one, maybe two busloads of uh, Belleville Sens fans uh, down at the Coca-Cola Coliseum to watch them play the Marlies. And that's a nice uh, little feather in the cap for them because uh, it's it's – Incredible to think of uh, what they could do when they uh, set their mind to really uh, pushing back against the Marlies because they're a tough team, and Belleville just seems to have, have had their way with them, really. Uh, only one loss, and it came in a shootout back in October. So uh, that's the kind of thing you need. You need to take those big points, which they have from teams like Toronto and Laval, the rivals that always cause you so much trouble. Same thing with Rochester and Syracuse all the way down the line. Uh, so definitely uh, points against the division is crucial. They're out of the division next weekend, uh, this coming weekend, I should say. Uh, but uh, still, points are no less valuable, that's for sure. Yeah, it's like nine straight games against Canadian teams, Toronto, Laval, and Manitoba, where the Senators will head this weekend. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming games against the Moose when uh, we come back to the program. But uh, right after this commercial, we'll hear from the uh, now GM and uh, President of Hockey Operations for the Ottawa Senators, Steve Stales, will join us on Episode 9 of the Belleville Sens Podcast. Stay with us on the Belleville Sens Entertainment Network. Back in a sec. Make this year your home hockey team's best one yet. Cheer on the Belleville Senators. Go Sens! Betty on the near half wall, back to Gannett, cross it goes, Sokolov shoots and scores! Wednesday, January 10th, 7 p.m. Your Sens play the Manitoba Moose, AHL affiliate of the Winnipeg Jets, for Winning Wednesday. Specials on merch and concessions, like $5 tall cans, 6 p.m. till puck drop. More in 2024 with your Belleville Senators. See BellevilleSens.com. Go Sens, go! Back on episode number nine of season two of the Belleville Sands podcast, David Footbrock will here. We just spent about 15 minutes or so breaking down the last four or five games of the calendar year. The Sands picking up four consecutive wins to wave goodbye to 2023. We'll tee up the start of 2024 in just a little bit with Belleville headed to Winnipeg to take on the Manitoba Moose this weekend. Uh, but before that, we're going to hear from the now non-interim, the now general manager of the Ottawa Senators and president of hockey operations, Steve Steos, was here at CAA Arena last week to uh, see the AHL club in action, and he was uh, more than generous to take a little bit of time to sit down with us here and uh, fill in intermission, but uh, we want to make sure Sens fans have as many opportunities as possible to hear from the guy who's basically running the show right now, and uh, we want to play this interview for you here in, in a moment or two. Um, maybe first, Brock, just a, a thought perhaps on, um, you know, we used the word stability earlier on. Um, that seems to be the key word uh, up in Ottawa right now from Michael Landlauer, the owner, from Steve Steos, the GM president of hockey operations. Is uh, They want to stabilize what's been a, a pretty rocky ship, um, to say the least, over the last few years. And uh, it's been early. They've got a lot to deal with, but it does seem like uh, things are trending in the right direction off the ice for Ottawa, despite the fact that on the ice they've had some struggles. Of yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and he uh, pretty much said that Bell, 
Belleville is going to be a very uh, interesting place to watch over the next uh, few months just to see what kind of guys he's got at his disposal. And uh, the move uh, to get Jacques Martin in, a guy that's not at all an unfamiliar face to Ottawa Sens fans. And uh, then you get Michael Amlau, the new owner, in. and those three guys are working together pretty uh, closely to make sure that both Ottawa and Belleville have the right tools and the right resources to succeed. And Steve Steos, again, very uh, smart guy. Uh, been around the game. He's played in the NHL for years. Uh, he's been around the, the game for years, won a couple of uh, championships in uh, the old Belleville Bulls, the Hamilton Bulldogs, now the Brantford Bulldogs. So he knows uh, how to win, and, and it's going to take some time. It won't happen overnight, but Steve Steos is a guy that is about as good of a guy as you can have to, to right the ship, like you said, and get uh, this organization back on the right foot. Belleville's doing pretty well this year, but, uh, yeah, Ottawa still dealing with some struggles, as evidenced uh, just in their most recent games. So it's uh, it's all about uh, just now tightening that uh, realm and making sure that everybody's got uh, everything that they need to succeed. And uh, so far, Steve Steos is uh, doing a pretty good job, and now we'll see what he can uh, really do as the GM, uh, the guy that's making the, the calling the shots, I guess, in the chair. Well, let's uh, hear from the man himself, Steve Steos again. He was promoted to general manager from interim general manager just days after this interview. So uh, we're not mistaken when we refer to him as interim general manager, but Steve Steos, our guest this week on Episode 9 of the Belleville Sands podcast. Uh, really pleased to be joined uh, by our guest tonight, uh, Steve Steos, the uh, President of Hockey Operations with the Ottawa Senators, Interim General Manager. Uh, thanks for taking some time. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, uh, it's been a busy few months for you, uh, to say the least. Uh, appointed uh, to your current role uh, in September and then, uh, of course, taking over the Interim uh, GM role as well. Uh, how have you kind of found this transition into uh, this new job for yourself? I mean, it's it's been good. I, it, you know, I think... As everybody knows, we've been uh, we we dealt with some unforeseen circumstances early on. I don't think any, it was our intention to come in here and uh, you know Michael and I to be. We we wanted to make sure that we took our time to make the right decisions for this organization, um, both in Ottawa and Belvo, uh, in the short term and with a long term vision on it. So, we you know we've dealt with a, a lot of things, a lot of adversity. I think things have stabilized a little bit now, and um, you know we're looking forward to. Uh, to building off of uh, a little bit of stability now and uh, having a better second half. Yeah, absolutely. Things are steadying out, as you say, and, uh, and they'll just improve as, as time goes along and everybody gets settled in in their new roles. Um, I want to try to put some focus on Belleville here um, while we've got you. I mean, there's lots going on in Ottawa, but how much are you guys able to look at uh, at Belleville and, and what's happening here right now as well? Well, I mean, we're watching it keenly. I mean, it's a, it's such a, it's a lifeline for, for us in Ottawa um, as evidence of how many players we've used. Yeah. You know, in a salary cap era, it's uh, it's critical that uh, that we continue to nurture and uh, uh, pay close attention to, to what we're doing here in Belleville. And, um, you know, I think the, the, the coaches have done a fine job. We, we, we've used plenty of players this year who have made impacts um, on our team and in the games, and uh, we got to continue to do that. I think if you look at the, some of the players that are even up right now and have been able to kind of form an identity for some of our lines, you know, it, it's it's critical. And so uh, we we spent a lot of time here. We spent uh, uh, we want to pay close attention to, to how we're developing our players. Yeah, and uh, we see those uh, those prospects paying dividends uh, pretty quickly. Angus Crookshank scores in just his second game, and uh, he's been a workhorse up there. Um, it, uh, is it difficult when you have so many prospects here to kind of decide who goes up and when? Um, 
yeah, I mean, there's obviously a process involved in it. Uh, yeah. You know, we involved the coaching staff here, and um, I think that uh, there's accountability, I think, for the players. It's, it's you know, if you're, if you're putting in the work and you're performing at a high level, you're, you're, you know, you're going to get an opportunity, and we want to make sure that uh, uh, we, we develop that level of, uh, of accountability for these players so they can continue to develop. It's only the, the best way to do it and create that competition, and there is great competition here amongst the, the guys, and, um, you know, there's, there's a, a good line of communication. I think Ryan Bonus and Sean McCauley in particular uh, with the group and the coaching staff. And uh, we, we'll, we'll communicate and see who's playing at their best and who's bringing it, and uh, they'll get that opportunity. I, I know it's something that the, the fans here have, I'll use the word frustrated, uh, been frustrated by, uh, is, you know, seeing their favorite player who's playing really well then uh, all of a sudden get called up to the NHL. But uh, as we're trying to, you know, teach people and remind them, that's the point. That's the whole reason uh, is for us to develop the next wave of, of prospects for the Ottawa Senators. And I think fans kind of have to take a little bit of um, – uh, take some pride in the fact that these guys are developing here at CAA Arena and then they're up in the NHL sometimes days later. Absolutely. I think that's really the essence of the American Hockey League and uh, for our fan base here in Belleville that's uh, supported our team is, you know, you, 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 got, you come out and you support these players and then you, you hope that you're home on a Saturday night you turn on Hockey Night in Canada and they're making an impact for the Ottawa Senators. And uh, um, now we appreciate the support here. We certainly put a lot of time into uh, making sure that the environment's right for our players here and for our fans. Uh, yeah, what were kind of your first impressions uh, of Belleville as an AHL market? Obviously home for 30-plus uh, years uh, to, to junior hockey, and now we're in Season 7 here in the AHL. I, I personally feel like it's a really nice fit. How do you feel? I think it's a, I think it's a great fit as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're, we're just down the road. I think from a you know from a location standpoint, it's, uh, it's a real benefit to us, mm -hmm. uh, not only for us to be here and uh, be involved and be able to have communication with our players and our coaches here, but also uh, um, calling players up. I mean, we're in a salary cap world, and uh, things happen pretty quickly, and you got to manage the cap and the roster on a daily basis. And so um, we, we love it. We love the, we, we love the community here. Um, the, the arena, the facility for the players is, is top-notch, and, uh, you know, we'll put a lot of resources into making sure that they have what they need. Take a couple more minutes here with uh, Steve Steos, the uh, president of hockey operations for the Ottawa Senators and interim general manager. Um, there's a, a lot of work to be done, uh, obviously, at, at both levels. Um, what would you consider to be a successful season for the Belleville Sens? Uh, I think continue on the same path that they are. They compete every night. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, uh, uh, the level of detail that our players are playing with and the, the coach they're coaching them to has been, has been good. Um, as evidence of the players that come up when they do get a chance in the National Hockey League are able to uh, adapt quickly and, and be impactful for us. So uh, continue along the, the same path. It's The American Hockey League, is a, it's, it's a wonderful league, and the, co the competition is, is uh, you know, very, very high, as uh, some of our young players that come out of junior and college find out quickly. But um, we want to continue to develop players here and, and make sure that... Uh, we have the option to uh, of, of a number of players to continue to bring up, but uh, I think they're on they're on a great path. We love the community here, and uh, um, looking for them to continue to compete. We'd love to see them go on play, on a playoff run. I think that type of experience is really good for. Uh, uh, for our players and for our fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially when there hasn't been a whole lot um, here and obviously in Ottawa. And, and when you want to make that next jump, um, I, I mean, I've talked to, in the past about the trickle-up effect that uh, winning at the AHL can have at the NHL level, and I think that's what we're hoping for, obviously, here. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and there's a fine balance. I can understand the fans' frustration because they, we, we want to bring in good veteran players. We want to we, we want to balance that out with giving the young players an opportunity at this level. But we want to make sure that they earn it. So I think, especially coaching uh, at this level, is probably the most challenging. I think. You know, David Bell, the coaching staff, gets prepared for a weekend, and we call him on Thursday, and we take two or three other players. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and and so you can, you know, and so, um, but but it's but that's 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 why the league's so wonderful. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's uh, and each each team deals with it, each fan base deals with it, but certainly there's uh, there's great re- reward for everybody. There is, and we've seen four players make their NHL debuts already from Belleville to Ottawa this season. Perhaps more to come. Uh, certainly, lots more back and forth as uh, we continue to support the parent club on their uh, journey uh, towards a playoff spot. If uh, they can turn things around the second half, uh, Steve Steos is the president of hockey operations, interim general manager of the Ottawa Senators. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Uh, my pleasure. So there's Ottawa Senators uh, President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Steve Steos. Uh, again, that was from uh, last week when he was here uh, at CAA Arena before being named the uh, General Manager and having the interim tag removed. A uh, couple things I think that stood out for me in that conversation, Brock. One, the um, uh, importance that uh, the club is putting on uh, development in the American Hockey League, something that has been a priority for the last couple seasons, but uh, obviously we'll see a renewed focus on that. And, and then I think just the uh, uh, the positivity around Belleville itself as uh, the home for this team, as uh, the development hub for this team, and uh, just as a good market for AHL hockey. Yeah, and uh, Steve Steos definitely has... Uh Pretty much, well, he pretty much said it in that interview. It's a lifeline for uh, for the NHL club, and uh, not just you know on the ice, but off the ice as well, and building uh, connections between each uh, team. And again, Dave Bell uh, has got his guys been preaching to the guys too from down there, saying uh, it's it's got to be a whole big uh, brand. You, you got to uh, come together, um, you know, on the ice, off the ice, pay attention to detail and practice in the community and and do everything like that. And Steve Steos has kind of uh, instilled that environment and that uh, mentality in them, uh, which is uh, only going to grow once they uh, they get back to, uh, to full stability when Steos gets used to the job. And and uh, definitely he, he said a uh, good long uh, run this season will definitely uh, be only uh, a bigger feather in the cap to build on. And, uh, you know, he's he's – one, like we say, one of the smarter hockey minds in this organization. So when he uh, gets his his plan in place and gets everybody um, on the straight and narrow to try and uh, turn uh, at least the Ottawa Senators around and keep the Belleville Senators on the same pace that they are, then uh, it'll be a really good thing. And, and it can only mean uh, just the best, really, for, for this organization. And, and uh, definitely making sure that Belleville stays here. He's got that same idea that Michael Landlauer has. He wants to invest in Belleville. He wants uh, this to be a true um, you know, affiliate and a true uh, stream or pipeline, like he said, to uh, the Ottawa Senators, which it has been so far. I think we mentioned one of the last podcasts, about 40 or so former Ottawa Senators yeah. uh, uh, that came through Belleville and former, um, many of them former uh, members of the organization period as well that are in places like Tampa Bay and Arizona and Toronto and all that. So it's uh, it's great uh, success and and Steve Steos uh, in as the uh, permanent GM now, not just the interim anymore, but the uh, the permanent full-time GM is going to be a big coup for this uh, team and this organization. 
And uh, also in uh, removing the interim tag, the Senators hiring Dave Poulin from uh, TSN to uh, work underneath Steve Steos. Now, he's a guy who ran the Toronto Marlies for about five seasons and um, obviously has some ties, some connection to the AHL and, and will be kind of a, 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 a shoulder to lean on in, in terms of player development and, uh, and scouting and things like that. But, um, you know, there is a lot to figure out in Ottawa, but I think that could pay some pretty strong dividends for us here in Belleville as well. Yeah, and Dave Poole, another guy with NHL experience. And, yeah, he's, uh, he's a guy that, you know, as an older guy, uh, been around the game even longer than Steos has. Uh, he's, he can come in and really uh, offer that stability. Again, there's that word. And uh, be the type of guy that uh, other guys in the organization can go to and lean on, much like a, a Jacques Martin or a Dave Bell. And uh, certainly you like having newer, younger people with fresh ideas and, and can someone that can reinvigorate a team. But it doesn't hurt to have that veteran experience as well uh, that you know is stable and someone that you can lean on when things uh, maybe do go tough because it's it's not sunshine and rainbows all the time in uh, professional hockey as we know so it's uh, <laughs> you know Dave Poole and uh, former uh, Boston Bruin Philadelphia Flyer among many other teams uh, definitely a, a big get too especially from his uh, job at TSN which uh, he which got him kept him out there in the uh, the public eye a lot more too so uh, very helpful and and uh, the Ottawa Senders and Belleville Sens both look like an organization that uh, is going to be on the rise. Yeah, on the upswing for sure. Off the ice, uh, certainly on the upswing. On the ice are the Belleville Sens. They've won four straight and will head to Manitoba this week to take on the Moose for a couple of games. We will preview those when we return to Episode 9 of Season 2 of the Belleville Sens podcast. Stay with us on the Belleville Sens Entertainment Network. Don't miss one second of Belleville Senators action this season. The Belleville Sens Entertainment Network is the only place to hear live coverage of the Belleville Senators for all 72 games plus playoffs. Pre-game coverage begins 15 minutes before each game with David Foote. And the network is also home to the Belleville Sens podcast. The Belleville Senators Entertainment Network, presented by Deerhaven Farm and Garden. Tune in on the Belleville Sens app or bellevillesens.com. Double Senators are set to uh, hit the air. First flight of the season as they head to Winnipeg, Manitoba for a few days and a couple of games against the Manitoba Moose. We're into the final segment here of Episode 9 of Season 2 of the Belleville Sands Podcast. David Foote here along with Brock Ormond. Thanks for sticking with us. Hope you enjoyed the feature interview with Steve Steos earlier on as well as the breakdown of the last few games of 2023. Going to check in on uh, the start of 2024 now with a trio of games against the Manitoba Moose. Two of them in Winnipeg, one of them here at CAA Arena. That is one of just three home games for the Belleville Senators this month. And uh, none of those three games, Brock, will be very easy. I would imagine uh, the Manitoba Moose... Obviously in the AHL Central Division, one of the handful of Western Conference teams that the Senators play in the course of a season. And they're right around uh, kind of where the Senators are. Belleville actually with uh, eight more points 
than the Manitoba Moose. Not that that's a big factor, but a couple of teams that play similar styles of games, not overly high scoring. Manitoba does allow a lot of goals, and Winnipeg's been a bit of a tough destination for the Sens over the last couple of seasons, so it seems like a good opportunity to kind of turn that around a little bit and keep the streak rolling. Yeah, and uh, playing at uh, the Jets Arena, Canada Life Center. Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, it's always neat to see uh, Belleville travel to not necessarily new destinations, but um, a destination like uh, Manitoba, where it's uh, it's it's cold, it's windy, but it's uh, but it's a nice, it's good hockey. And uh, the Manitoba Moose have always put uh, themselves up against the Belleville Sens and posed a solid threat, which uh, is what Belleville needs. They want to have a team that can push the pace against them and uh, force Belleville to find a way to come through and, and get around it and put the uh, the Manitoba Moose uh, on ice, so to speak. And they've got a couple of top scores too. And uh, Brad Lambert, who's one of the Jets' uh, prime prospects, he and Nikita Chibrikov tied for the team lead in points with 23 but uh, like you said, David, they don't score much. Uh, 11 goals for Lambert leads the team. Next is uh, Chibrikov with nine. And then uh, Jeff Malott as well, a guy that uh, said his name quite a bit over the last couple of years. Uh, former GOJHL All-Star. He comes in and uh, sits third and tied for third in team scoring with defenseman Kyle Capobianco. So uh, a decent attack up front. Then they got uh, Chaz Lucius, another uh, top prospect for the Jets. Dominic Toninato, CJ Cease, a couple of good uh, veteran Presence guys, Axel Johnson, Fialbi, former Hershey Bear, and uh, goaltending-wise, they're pretty pretty well set, which is uh, the thing that I think Belleville will have to find a way uh, to just put uh, holes in goalies like Colin Delia and Thomas Millich, who was the World Junior star in 2023 in Halifax, winning a gold medal there. Uh, so again, it's it's not uh, like you said, not an easy game. It never is uh, in the AHL. Manitoba is owning home ice. Uh, they got the advantage of sleeping in their own beds, coming to the rink uh, only a couple hours early. Belleville's got to travel a couple days ahead of time in order to fly to get there and and then get a chance to play on the ice and practice. So uh, the advantage is distinctly against Belleville, but the Sens uh, definitely uh, have been through this before, and they can find a way to pull out victories. Yeah, and this is uh, you know. The same old story, really, for the Manitoba Moose, just given their geography. They basically play, you know, a handful of home games uh, all in a row, and then they'll hit the road for a couple of weeks, and and then they lose that home ice advantage for for maybe longer than most teams do. But uh, you know, for whatever reason, at uh, Canada Life Place, uh, it's it's a tough building to play in. I don't know if it's that air of the NHL kind of hanging over you because, it, like you said, it's the home of the Winnipeg Jets or uh, or what it is, but uh, Manitoba really does defend home ice. They get pretty good crowds uh, for the American Hockey League. They always have. That was one of the main reasons why uh, the Winnipeg Jets came back uh, at the NHL level, and um, yeah, regardless of how the team is doing uh, in the standings, you never really know uh, which uh, Manitoba team is going to show up and then what impact uh, the fans and the atmosphere at uh, uh, Canada Life Centre might make. That's right, and uh, yeah, Winnipeg hockey fans are outstanding. They uh, they sell us, they support their team at uh, multiple levels of, of hockey, in particular the Jets and the Moose. And uh, yeah, it's it's very similar to that of the Toronto Marlies too, uh, with playing you know in the same city, not necessarily the same building all the time, but the same city as the Toronto Maple Leafs. And yeah, there is that air of uh, you know the NHL guys are right there down the road or right there in the same home as me. So. 
uh, what are they going to look at? You've got to, got to impress uh, every single game you're out there, and certainly guys uh, have, and Winnipeg, or rather Manitoba, is also a very well-coached team too, so that's the kind of thing that uh, Bell will have to try and penetrate through the system and poke holes in uh, Manitoba's uh, structure, which is the, the biggest thing, and that's how they beat Belleville back in uh, November was the clear structure and really uh, holding Belleville down, just pinning them to the ice until the Sens finally got two goals later on. Uh, so that's the, the key thing. Belleville needs to get off to fast starts, and I know uh, it doesn't always uh, matter how you start, it's how you finish, but Belleville definitely can't afford to get behind by a couple goals against that team because if they do, it's going to be uh, pretty well lights out. Yeah, the uh, the slow starts have, um, I won't call it an issue because like we talked about earlier, this team uh, has come back in them. Uh, they never quit till the final whistle, but uh, certainly getting ahead of the game, not chasing things would make a, a big, big difference. And I think, you know, we have been using the word stability. I think that stability and consistency is what's really going to be key moving into this weekend and these three games against the Moose. Those top guns who have been firing of late for the Senators need to continue to contribute and really uh, pace this offense because I think it makes everybody else just a little bit more comfortable, right? When when your top guys are scoring, uh, your middle depth guys can play more of that two-way role. They don't have to be worried about, oh, hey, I better pick up the slack a little bit. Um, they can be supplementary uh, as they're kind of meant to be. And I think, you know, when those top guys are, are clicking like they're supposed to, it just kind of uh, takes a little bit of a weight off the entire group. Yeah, it's absolutely right. And, and you know, you... you have to uh, to really build on that offense and you know if you can help it you know you can't always come back every single game but uh, the guys that are here do have the ability to come back and they, this group has shown that they can claw back into games when they're down and out so uh, just like they did against uh, Toronto on, on uh, Saturday and uh, that's a team that if they can beat the Toronto Marlies, uh, who are always uh, uh, posing a huge threat, and beat them uh, every game except one, and even that game they stole a point in, they can beat just about anybody. And the Manitoba Moose uh, have always been a, a good team that pressures Belleville a lot. The Sens, uh, though, have found a way to kind of match up with them. But now, like you, we said, it's all about uh, getting off to strong starts and just not having to come back every single game because that can kind of wear on you down the line, especially when you get into those uh, months like March and April where you're really battling for positioning. All right, let's take a look at some of the uh, statistical leaders as we head into the new year. Angus Cruikshank, who is still in Ottawa, Garrett Pilon and Max Gannett all tied for the team points lead at 21. Cruikshank uh, still with the most goals at 10 for now. Max Gannett has 17 assists on the season. He's among the top scoring defensemen in the American Hockey League. Igor Sokolov with five power play goals. Cruikshank, Zach Ostopchuk, and Pilon with one shorthanded goal. Nicholas Montenpaolo continues to be the uh, best defenseman statistically for the Senators at a plus seven rating. Uh, just outstanding stuff from the, I'll use the air quotes, rookie defenseman uh, for Belleville. And Matt Sogard still atop the goaltending category. Six wins, a 2.76 goals against, and a 914 same percentage. Uh, there were a handful of transactions, mostly just Yuri Smakel and Angus Cruikshank coming back and forth. Uh, both of them still in Ottawa. Jacob Larson is back from the NHL and uh, with everybody starting to get healthy, uh, Matthew Boucher released from his PTO. Uh, maybe just a quick thought on uh, what he added for a couple of months and uh, the 50 or so games last season as uh, we wish him all the best headed back to uh, Trois-Rivières in the ECHL. Yeah, he was he was gritty. That's that's one word I can describe. Matt Boucher, gritty player, uh, has uh, a good touch around the net too, which maybe we didn't see a whole lot of here in the AHL. He showed a lot of uh, good offensive uh, 
skill in uh, Trois Rivier, but uh, once you get to the AHL, uh, definitely as a bottom six guy, you got to play that full 200-foot game, and Matt Boucher certainly did that to a tee, and Dave Bell loved putting him out there in those tough shifts against top-line guys from opposing teams, which is uh, exactly what you want to see when uh, you got a group that uh, already has the, the good top six and, and the a team that can build uh, offensively like that. But Matt Boucher did chip in a bit offensively. We're not going to say that he didn't uh, help a little bit on the score sheet, but his game was mostly just grinding guys, wearing opposing defenses down, uh, locking down the boards, uh, playing tough, uh, gritty hockey, and he filled the, those roles uh, to a T, like I said. And So now it's down to one Boucher, and uh, Tyler kind of can fill that same role too. He's more a little, more, a little more offensive in terms of putting up points in the AHL. At least that's what his uh, ceiling or potential is. But, uh, yeah, Matt Boucher was, uh, was a great teammate, great player, and uh, certainly he'll definitely benefit from his AHL time back here in Belleville, his second stint. And uh, going back to Trois-Rivières, Quebec, uh, he'll certainly bring a lot of that AHL experience and veteran presence now, if you will, to uh, the Lions again. And you always hate to lose a guy like that, but the good news when you're releasing PTOs is it means your regular guys are getting healthy. Like you mentioned, Tyler Boucher seems like Brendan Saulnier is not far off, which is outstanding news, and we saw Kyle Betts come back from injury last week. So uh, things looking up on the injury front for the Senators as they get set to head to Winnipeg uh, this weekend. Uh, it's Saturday, January 6th, and Sunday, January 7th, uh, in Winnipeg, and uh, again, 2 p.m., the start times there, uh, maybe 3 p.m. Eastern time. Stay tuned to the Belleville Send social media uh, for the uh, correct start times for those games. I believe it is 3 p.m. Eastern time. We will confirm. Sends return home on January 10th to uh, welcome the Manitoba Moose. That's a winning Wednesday with beer and food specials before the game. Tickets for that one at BellevilleSends.com or Ticketmaster.ca. And then it's back to Toronto on uh, Friday, January 12th, and back home against Toronto on January 14th for a Sunday fun day, 2 p.m. afternoon start against uh, those Toronto Marlies. So lots to look forward to coming up this week for the Belleville Sends. And, uh, again, Brock, the keys to uh, earning, uh, let's say, three of four is probably the goal against Manitoba. Exactly. Yep, that's that's what the uh, the benchmark should be. And, and obviously, getting the three wins would be big. But, uh, yeah, taking uh, at least um, a couple of victories away from uh, from Manitoba will be, bit, will, will be big in these three games. Uh, definitely that building is not easy to play in, but the Sens uh, will find a way. And then getting back at home to play them. So that by the third game, uh, they should uh, have all their structure in place and know how to beat this Moose team. So basically it comes down to uh, the structures even, the systems are even. It's all down to just who can get that fortunate break. And uh, Belleville certainly has the uh, horses to do it with, so we'll see if they can pick up those uh, much-needed points, and especially, too, against the Toronto Marlies. You can follow along with all the action on AHL TV and the Belleville Sands Entertainment Network as we look forward to bringing you these couple of games out in central Canada as the Sands head out to Winnipeg. Uh, that'll do it for this week on the Belleville Sands podcast. Thanks again to uh, General Manager Steve Steos for his time last week. And to you for listening, thanks to Brock for riding shotgun as always. And uh, we will leave you with our highlight of the week, which comes courtesy of Kevin Mandelaze, a game-saving stop in Toronto on Boxing Day. And we hope for more of those to come over the next handful of games. Uh, David Foote, thanking you as always for listening. We'll talk to you next time on the Belleville Sens podcast. For Ellis, back up top. Kokanen sends it across. Final minute of the third. Kokanen. 
Again, looking for that tip at the side of the net. Mandelese! What a save! And now fired down the ice and just wide. What an incredible stop by Mandelese! And Roby Arvetti beats out the icing and puts it in the empty net. And it's 4-2 Senators. What a save by Kevin Mandelese leading to that empty netter as he robs Max Ellis right on the doorstep.